Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Limerick Breast Pumps. Limerick Breast Pumps, in case I didn't say that clearly enough. Limerick Breast Pumps have patented Comfort Touch technology that mimics the way your baby nurses and are all FDA qualified with the highest safety rating. And we will hear more from our lovely new sponsor later on. But uh, you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page. If you ever need anything, see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And don't leave without checking our shop page uh, with all of our awesome merchandise. And we are on Patreon, and we would really love to see you over there. And I'm going to shout out to our new patrons. Um, And we are doing uh, lots of fun things like Zoom. We have another Zoom hangout coming up for June, and we have um, extra episodes. We have little mini demo videos that we do. We have weekly wellness checks where everyone talks about what's going on with them. And gets advice if they need it. Um, and revolution parenting. Yeah, we have the Revolution Parenting um, episodes going up there each month. And our newest uh, patrons are Joy H, Trisha F, Alyssa W, Ilana M, Caitlin P. Uh, I'm going to mess up this name. Sirapborn S, uh, Holly S. Carly S. Now I'm getting to ones I don't know if I've said before. Meredith K. Shannon S. I think I'm definitely down to people I've said before. Anyway, these are there. We have people joining us all the time. We really hope that you'll join us there. You can check the link at the top of the show notes, wherever you're listening from. Scroll down. And sometimes I say that and then I realize that like I didn't put it there. So <laughs> I do. It does end up there. But maybe sometimes like a little bit after the episode's already been published and I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, move that to the top. So anyway, I will try to remember to put it towards the top. And if it's not, it's towards the middle. But I'll move it to the top because Diane puts it in the middle. And so I'll just I move it to the top and then I put yeah. that there along with our babies and bumps link because we will be in Cincinnati on June 11th at Babies and Bumps, and we will be in Indianapolis on August 6th at Babies and Bumps. So if you would like to join us there, we hope you do. It's a cool conference with like baby stuff and doulas and midwives and products and the baby guy, Jamie Grayson, does his baby registry of all his favorite products. And we will be there. And we hope that you come and see us. Uh, and we're still hosting that ongoing giveaway. We I've gotten a lot lately um, yeah. Yeah, of people, yeah, of people sending screenshots of their reviews around the internet. And if you send a send an email to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail dot com with a screenshot of your review and um, your address, we will send you a goodie bag of. Uh, badass breastfeeding podcast stickers and thank you for nursing in public cards and uh, people are doing it. So I just ordered more stickers. Yeah. So it. people are doing it. So send them, send them in, and we will send you those goodie bags. We appreciate your um, 
listening and I know people share this episode or share the podcast a lot and we really appreciate it and we appreciate your reviews and we'd be more than happy to send you a goodie bag. So send it on over. And now Diane has our review of the week. Yes. And I love the name. I usually don't say the names of people that do the reviews, but this one I love because it's like a boss. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Love, love, love this podcast. I live in a rural community in eastern Colorado, and there is not much support for breastfeeding. As a first time mom, this podcast gave me the confidence and support to make it to 15 months of breastfeeding. Now I have a four month old and have returned as this baby is much different and has presented some other challenges. Thank you so much for giving me the confidence to feed my babies. You're doing right awesome. On. I know you are doing awesome. That is amazing. Thank you so much for the review. Congratulations to you. And 15 months is awesome. It's Seriously. not easy to get through those first few months. So good for you. You're doing great. And thank you so much for the review. Yeah. Speaking of those first few months. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that. First, can I just complain for a second? Of course. I have a mosquito bite on the side of my finger, my <gasps> middle finger. I have a mosquito That's bite. Really I don't know if it is very annoying. I don't know if anybody else is prone to mosquito bites like I am. I, yes, ridiculous. mosquitoes love me. Oh, we're actually going it. camping this weekend, and I'm just like, oh god, I feel like I just need yeah. to like bathe and deet. Yeah, it's just like it's so horrible. I hate it, and my husband never gets it. Tom is not yeah, a magnet for mosquitoes. Just don't get some people. Just the mosquitoes don't bite them. I don't understand. No, we'll be sitting outside and I'll be smacking myself silly. And he's like, what is going on with you? And I'm like, I, the mosquitoes, why aren't you getting any issues here? I have them on my feet right now. It's like, isn't it too soon for this? It's only June, the beginning of June. That's really it's annoying. Soon. It is very annoying. So now I have one on my middle finger. So people are going to think I'm flipping them off all day because I'm going to be putting my finger up. <laughs> That's awesome. But we are going to talk about the... um. Like breastfeeding 101, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that we've ever really and this done came, 101. No, because this came from Victoria when I was hanging out with our listener, Victoria, in, um, where Detroit. were we? Detroit. We were in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. And we were hanging out and I was like, do you have any episode ideas or whatever? And she was like, yeah, what about, you know, she gave me a whole bunch of ideas. But then one of them was, what about just like a breastfeeding, like a basics, you know, just like a real, like really just down to the basics. Um, and something that can, you know, help, I don't know, people, everybody who's getting started, who's pregnant, who's, you know, all those people. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a great idea because you don't get, I mean, when I, when I was pregnant with Jack, I wanted to breastfeed. I, I knew I wanted to breastfeed and I'd never seen anybody breastfeed. I didn't know anybody who breastfed. I didn't know anybody had any, I didn't know anybody who had babies. Um, and so I mean, I remember reading, I was, I read like what to expect when you're expecting. Ew. I read, <laughs> I read, I can't remember some other like birthing book or something. Um, because that's all that I cared about. I was just worried about the birth. Mm-hmm. I would didn't like the whole, whole after the birth thing was like too abstract. I, I couldn't even think about that. I was like, well, I just have to get through this birth. Um, but I read some things about breastfeeding. And like, I was so unprepared. I was just so completely unprepared for like, I, I, you know, and I think when you're, when you're getting started, you're not ready to, to hear about like tongue ties or like whatever, like, because you, you just need like such super basic information mm-hmm. and that really super basic information. First of all, that should be taught in health class, but it's not. 
Um, we just don't get it. So yeah, Victoria, that was Victoria's idea. So shout out to Victoria. The, um, the class that I do, so we're going to kind of go off a little bit of the class that I do Perfect. Um, for a hospital base. I do a hospital based breastfeeding class and it is like a breastfeeding one-on-one type of class. And obviously, you know, it's a two hour class. So we get into way more summarize we're gonna, yeah then we're gonna get into today or we might have to do a part two or something because i wrote down like some of the big things that i wanted to make sure we covered yeah um but people do like i have had people complain that i didn't talk about tongue tie or i didn't talk about nipple shield and it's like because oh, really no i feel like is not like basic stuff like it's just no and, and that stuff that basic stuff is covered by the number one piece of breastfeeding 101, which is have a lactation consultant, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you are, even when you're, especially when you're pregnant, if you are planning when you're pregnant, the biggest thing that you need to put, cause people are like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to prepare my breasts? What do I need to do to da da da? You know, like what do I need to do to prepare for breastfeeding? The only thing that you need to do is get a lactation consultant. Like just have one, you know, look around, uh, ask friends, ask the, ask your pediatrician's office if they have a list of local lactation consultants. The way that I found um, my lactation consultant was I just called the La Leche League because I didn't, I didn't know about any of this stuff. And I called her, I called, I just called, I looked on the website and I, there was a number there and I just called the first one. It was Allison and she like saved the day. I just called her and she was like, you know, it's weird cold calling people these days. Yeah. Because we just don't live in that world now. Now it's like if my phone rings, I'm just like, oh, my God, who's calling me? I know. But like this is what they do. That's why they're that's why the phone number is there. She was like expecting my call. You know, she knew that her phone number was there and that people were going to be calling her. And I just said, I, you know, I'm having some issues. And she was like, okay, great. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And that's what they're there for. Yeah. That's why I feel like that's the, that's like, you don't need to hear about, I mean, you need to hear about what's possibly going on if like, if it doesn't seem like your baby's latching or if it doesn't seem like, you know, if it seems like something is going wrong, that's, that's what the lactation consultant is for. Right. Exactly. So yeah. that's why I feel like, yeah, like that seems like a little complicated to go through like right away. I know. And I feel like too, like if I sit there and talk to everybody about nipple shields, like everybody's going to run out and get one and start using one. And that's not what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. I want you to work with a lactation consultant if you think you need something like that or if they think you need something like that. But we're going to talk about just like the basic stuff that maybe even gets lost now. You know, like, because mm-hmm. when you're looking around on the internet for information, you're not necessarily seeing like, what are the benefits of breastfeeding and, you know, things like that. And I mean, the benefits of breastfeeding, we know, you know, I mean, people, I always say everybody has their own reason why they want to breastfeed, right? Like everybody has their own reason. And when I, we used to do class in person now, of course it's via zoom, but when we did it in person, I'd be like, why does everybody want to breastfeed? Why are you all here? Like, what is, what is your point to, to this? And some people said the bonding, a lot of people said bonding, health benefits. We know it's super healthy for babies, right? We know that breast milk is so healthy for them that it helps to keep them healthy. It's like, a you know, gives them all the immunities that you have. And it is just 
really, really beneficial to their well-being. We know that. Um, but a lot of people say, you know, the bonding, which is also amazing and very, very needed. It is so needed for your baby to have that very intimate breastfeeding bond with you. They bond with other people too. Everybody thinks that the baby's only going to bond with one person if you're breastfeeding, but that's not true. Babies bond with, you know, the partners and whatever, but it is just a different kind of bond that is very important for them. And people will also say like the financial benefit of it. And now of course, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, people are getting crazy with that. People are like, Oh, breastfeeding's not free. Mom's time. Uh, we, we, yes, absolutely. But we also know that this is just part of being a parent, right? Feeding your child is part of being a parent. So you can decide right, the time you know, you're going to take the same amount of time, actually less time with breastfeeding right. than with right. dealing with bottles. Exactly. And we're talking, we all know we're talking about cold, hard cash people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about breastfeeding is, you know, a lot cheaper because formula is expensive. It doesn't cost a lot to make formula, but it costs a lot to buy formula because it's a, a huge upscale marketing thing. So there is a lot of money involved. So even if you're just partially breastfeeding, you're still going to save yourself a lot of money. Um, by just, you know, giving your baby breast milk. For me personally, like there's environmental benefits. I know we did an episode on that as well, but there's a huge amount of environmental benefits. I'm just going to read this because I've got it in my, in my thing here. Yeah. Um, zoom through it. In the U S alone, 550 million cans, 86,000 tons of metal and 364,000 tons of paper annually used to package breast milk or breast milk substitutes that end up in landfills that's a lot of stuff mm -hmm. so if you're somebody who is really concerned about the you know about the um the environment and you know the footprint we're leaving behind that might be something that's important to you for me i decided to breastfeed my first one i knew nothing about anything and i decided to breastfeed because i thought formula feeding would be too hard that was why I chose it because I was like, I think it's good. I, I, what kind of formula do I use? What kind of bottles do I use? How much do I give? What if they don't like it? What if it's not the right formula for them? Then how do I know which one to do? That all seemed too complicated for me. So I was like, I'm going to breastfeed instead, yeah. which of course is a different kind of complication. But <laughs> I, that's why I chose it. I knew nothing about the benefits. I didn't know why it, that it was so good. I didn't know that it could save you know, it, it could protect mothers from cancer. I didn't know that it could protect, you know, parents from diabetes and cardiovascular disease and things like that. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was going to give my baby immunity that was going to last the rest of his life. I had no idea. But that was why I chose it, because I thought it'd be easier. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm lazy. So <laughs> there you go. Sometimes it helps to be lazy. Yeah. But that was why I chose it. So those are some of the benefits. And then I do get into talking about myths and we have a lot of myths episodes, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on myths. But one of the things that I definitely wanted to make sure we talk about when it comes to myths is diet. And you do not have to, you do not have to be on a specific diet at all. And I know when we do our myths episodes, a lot of times they're, they're w way more like complex than just like talking about diet. But 
diet is a big one and all over the internet tells you, you can't eat this. You can't eat that. You have to stay away from this or that or whatever. Or you have to eat this. You have to eat that. You don't, you do not need any kind of specific diet. You don't need any kind of special diet to breastfeed. You can eat whatever you want to, unless we see some, that something is an issue later on as your baby is you know, going through this, but otherwise eat whatever you want as you're going on with your breastfeeding journey. Yeah. And the issue will never be that your baby is gassy because you ate broccoli. Never. That is never a thing. Mm -mm. It is not. That will never happen. It is not going to be you can't eat spaghetti sauce because the spiciness is going to bother your baby. (laughs) Think about all the different cultures around the world and how they eat all sorts of different things. Their babies are, I mean, like, it's fine. And how people have breastfed babies through, like, natural disasters, through concentration camps, through poverty, through famine. Yeah. I mean, people, this is, you know, your body's got you. Yeah. It's okay. You can totally eat whatever you want. You can drink whatever you want. Um, It has nothing to do with how much water you're drinking. There is no research behind that at all. There's no research to say that you have to drink three gallons of water a day Mm -mm. to make enough breast milk. That is not a thing. So don't even worry about that. Drink to thirst. If you feel thirsty, drink something just like you would on a regular day. Um, Caffeine is fine. Alcohol is okay. Like there is so much stuff that people tell you you cannot do when you're breastfeeding, but nobody tells you what you can do. And all which is all of the things that they're telling you not to do. You can actually exactly. do all those. <laughs> yeah. You can go on with your life. It doesn't need to be so restrictive. You can actually go on with your life. Totally fine. So let's talk about pain for a second. It's not should we to be Should we take a, I'm sorry. Should we take a break before you talk about pain? We should. I just looked at the time. Yeah, we should yeah. probably take a break. Let's just yeah. take a quick break and we'll be back. Diane can gather her notes and talk about pain in a minute because, you know, we're all waiting on the edge of our seats to talk about pain. I know. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Limerick Breast Pumps. Thank goodness, because the pain, worry, and stress that comes from trying to breast milk, trying to get breast milk, well, sucks with a capital S. But the good news is Limerick allows moms to get their milk in comfort and ease. Why? Because everything that Limerick stands for is comfort, and that's with a capital C. Unlike other cups, which are hard, complicated, and a pain to find the right size, Limerick's pumps have patented comfort touch technology that mimics the way your baby nurses and are all FDA qualified with the highest safety rating. Limerick's cups are made of naturally soft, medical-grade silicone that forms to all mom's unique shapes and sizes. So they get the best fit with the one-size-fits-all breast cup. And Limerick's pumps are the only ones to offer a micron filter, which means no bacteria, viruses, or fluid enters the motor. So pumping is safe and comfortable. Go to limerickinc.com, that's L-I-M-E-R-I-C-K-I-N-C.com and use code BADASS for 25% off of your purchase and see why pumping doesn't have to suck. And today's ep- today's sponsor and the promo code can be found in the show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com or wherever you are listening from, scroll down and check the show notes. 
Also at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. All right. So talk about pain here for a second. Let's do it. Breastfeeding should not be painful. The end. That's like really the bottom line. It should not be painful experience. What is normal is if you latch your baby and that we're talking about like, you know, in the very beginning, you latch your baby, you might feel a little bit of like sensitivity or tenderness initially that might last 30 to 60 seconds. And then you should feel only the pull or the tug of the baby, which might feel strange because you're not used to that, right? Like this. Is yeah, that's totally going to feel weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to feel really weird. But you shouldn't be like, oh, my God, this is excruciating. You yeah. shouldn't have that initial latch pain for the entire time the baby is latched on. You should not have any kind of nipple damage. You should not have cracking or blistering or bruising or anything like that. You should not, nobody should be telling you, if you say, if you are in the hospital and you say, this is painful and they tell you, well, yeah, you're breastfeeding, it's going to be painful for a couple of weeks. That is not <laughs> the right answer. And I hear that all the time. That is not the right answer. If it's painful, we need to fix it. I don't know why anybody expects you to do something that's painful for a long period of time. I know it's crazy. It really is. It really is. Like was I just I can't even understand why people think that that's okay to just tell you, yeah, it's going to be painful for a few weeks and then your nipples are going to harden up and then it's it's going to be fine. That doesn't even happen. That doesn't that's not something that even happens. Yeah. We need to make sure that you're comfortable. So we need to look at the latch. We need to look at positioning. We need to make sure that, and usually it's just a positioning thing. And once we, you know, once we get it figured out, it's fine. But you should not be in pain at all. Make sure when you are in the hospital, make sure a a lactation consultant is able to see the the baby latching. If you're, you know, having your baby in a hospital, make sure that the baby somebody sees the baby latched because I know when I worked in the hospital setting, sometimes I would go in the room and they'd be like, Oh yeah, the baby already ate or the baby was sleeping or they had company or whatever. And sometimes you never did see a baby latched. Make sure you, somebody sees the baby latched on so that they can, you know, make sure that positioning looks good. That latch looks good. Um, You can ask all your questions because that's why they're there for you in the hospital is to do that. Um, If once you're home, if you're having pain, definitely contact a lactation consultant. Don't just figure, okay, this is going to go away. This is, you know, this is just painful right now. It's going to go away in a few weeks and a few weeks go by and you're even in even more pain. No, call somebody right away because you shouldn't be in pain. Next thing, stomach capacity. Woohoo! How big is your baby's stomach the first couple days of their life? pretty freaking small yeah baby's stomach is about the size we like to use food as a comparison it's about the size of a chair that's funny because it's a stomach because it's food yeah about the size of a cherry so like five to seven mls which is like less than half an ounce that is the size of your baby's stomach in the first day of their life the first 24 hours of their life that is how big their stomach is really small and you know what they do in the hospital if you're not breastfeeding? They hand you a two-ounce bottle of formula. Yep. Which is way too much. And you think, what? What? you don't know any better, right? You just give it to them. Yeah. 
Because why wouldn't you? Because it's bad. Because then they're going to tell you some reason, like, here, you have to give it. And then you're like, you just had a baby. You're going to do whatever. Right. They say because they're telling you something's wrong. You're gonna. I mean, that's what they were like. Oh, your baby's starving because your milk hasn't come in, and he's. That's why he's crying. I was like, holy shit! Give him a bottle. I know you don't want your baby to starve, right? Nobody wants Mm-mm. their baby to be hungry. Your baby's not hungry. It's totally okay. Their no, and I always so like to small. say, like, do you know? Like, just remember how you felt for the last couple of months. That was like your baby is like your baby was eating good the whole time. They don't come out hungry. They sucked you dry for nine months. They're like, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. They're totally fine. They're getting everything they need. You're the one who needs, you need some food. You need some, something to drink. You need to like your baby's fine. Yeah, your baby wants to be on you and wants to be nursing because they want to be connected to you, but they're not starving to death or anything like that. Right. Their stomach is so small. So they're only taking small amounts of colostrum, which is what you're making from halfway through pregnancy. Your body is making colostrum, which is an amazing substance for them. Right. And that's it like is. why your baby, that's why your body is making just tiny drops because that's all your baby can fit right now. Exactly. Like it, it does. It doesn't make any sense that your body would just like, oops, not make enough milk in the beginning, because it didn't know. Yeah. No. No. Like that. This why. You, that's why that's happening because it's supposed to. Yeah. We always say like if your if your baby needed mm-hmm. a full milk supply the minute they were born, you would have that. That's what you right. would have the minute they were born, but you don't because that's not what they need. What they need is colostrum. And that's what your body is making. And it's really important that they get that. So, and they're they're not like latching on and cluster feeding because they're starving. They're doing that because that's where they want to be. That is their connection to you. That is where they're safe. That is what babies want. And the colostrum gives them everything they need. They don't need anything, but it is really important that they get that colostrum. But they don't need anything in addition to that. They're getting enough. That's plenty. By day two, their stomach has the ability to hold a little bit more volume. By day three, a little bit more volume. By day three, their stomach is able to hold about 20 mLs, which is a little bit more. It's just under an ounce. So even by day three, they're still not taking a two-ounce bottle of formula, or they shouldn't be anyway. And if they do, they'll probably throw it up at you, or it's going to stretch their stomach out. And we don't really want that either. But when they're breastfeeding, they're taking what they need. So by day three, the other thing is, too, magically, your milk is starting to come in right around day three, day four. And that is the time when your baby's stomach is a little bit bigger and can hold more volume. So really, everything balances out the way it's supposed to balance out perfectly. But we like to mess with the the whole thing. And... Yeah, I know it's that's... like nature has this like design or something. Yeah. And then we're like, oh no, that must be wrong. I know. That must be wrong. Why why would we do that? I mean the ego on humans is like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The the baby's stomach is going to continue to grow and hold more volume as they get bigger. But because their stomach is so small in the beginning, 
this is why one of the reasons why they eat so frequently. And that is really something I think that we don't think about. We don't take the time to sit back and go, oh, my baby is not eating every hour and a half to terrorize me. They're doing it because their stomach is so small. They can only hold small amounts every feeding. And the breast milk is really easy for them to digest. So this is why they're feeding frequently. What we do is we give formula to stretch them out because we're selfish. That's what humans do. Like we, we tend to go, oh, we want to, we want them to go longer between feeds because that yeah. would benefit me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't yeah. benefit your baby. Try to, baby try, try to get them to sleep longer. Try to get them to just be more manageable. Mm-hmm. But need you less. Babies, small frequent feedings are what works for their system and breast milk is what works for their system so that is why they're feeding frequently they don't do that forever but as a newborn that is something that they do they they do frequent feeds and they're just they're happy I mean, they're happy. The breast milk is very easily digested. It agrees with their system, and that's all they need to do. So that is stomach capacity. Now, let's talk for a minute about sleepy babies. Your baby is going to be a little bit sleepy in the beginning, which is really, really normal. And in the hospital, if you do have your baby in a hospital or whatever, you're they're going to tell you like, wake your baby every three hours for feedings. When you get home and your baby starts to wake up a little bit more, it might be more than every three hours. It might be every hour and a half. It might be every two hours. Everybody says like breastfed babies feed somewhere between every hour and a half to three hours. But most from it's been my experience that babies usually settle in right around the two hour mark. So that is not uncommon that you would see that. But when they tell you in the hospital, your baby's going to eat every three hours and your baby's eating every hour and a half to two hours, you're like, what is going on with my baby? They're starving. They're not getting what they need because they're eating more frequently than what they were doing in the hospital. In the hospital, they were sleepy, very brand new, and you're having to wake them all the time. As they get a little bit bigger, they're not as sleepy. But in the very beginning, they are very sleepy and you are waking them up. And then if you've had like a medicated delivery, they're getting all those drugs too, which makes them more sleepy. So it's just you're you're really spending a lot of time waking them up and making sure that they're awake and trying to keep them awake for feeds, which can feel a little bit challenging. But it's really important to do that. Do you have anything you want to say about yeah. babies? Uh, no. <laughs> a couple of ways that you can wake them up, because I do go into this in my, in my um, class. Undress them. So when you're in the hospital or when they're brand new or you're home and, you know, you're just kind of hanging out, undress them for a feeding if they're still really sleepy. If it's the middle of the day, they're sleepy, you're trying to get them up from a nap, undress them. You know, you're changing a diaper anyway. That's another way to, you know, to try to kind of get them stimulated and wake them up, check or change their diaper, undress them. Feeding them skin to skin is really helpful. Um, It really helps to stimulate them. They just do much better that way. You don't have to undress them if you're out in public or, you know, like anything like that, obviously. Um, But or if you're, you know, like in a doctor's office and, you know, you're nursing your baby, you don't have to sit in the waiting room and strip their clothes off or anything like that. But if you're home, just undress them. 
the first week of their life or whatever and that will really help to you know to get them to feed a little bit better hold them skin to skin you know if they're really sleepy and you know like okay it's been a couple hours i really need to wake up the baby to get him fed hold them skin to skin you know put them right on your chest that usually works to wake them up skin to skin does just and we've got an episode on skin to skin that we did not too long ago it really is just like the go-to for all the things you know, if you have a fussy yeah. baby, put them skin to skin. If you have a baby that's not feeding well, put them skin to skin. It just really helps. So that's always the go-to if you're like unsure of what's going on with your baby. Just put them skin to skin. All right. Cluster feeding. And we do have an episode about cluster feeding as well. We have an episode on a lot of this stuff. But <laughs> yeah. we're going to put it all in one episode for you. So oh, yeah. Um, but it, more, if you want more in-depth information, then definitely go to those episodes. But cluster feeding is very common for newborns. I was just telling a new mother this the other day. This is this is a newborn thing. This is not your baby will likely not cluster feed when they're eight months old. That is just not something you're going to see then. Cluster feeding is a newborn thing, and what it is is your baby is feeding very frequently in a short amount of time. And it's usually a specific time of the day. For a lot of babies, it's like the evening time. Some people call it like the witching hour where your baby's super fussy and they just want to be latched on all the time. For some babies, it might be the morning. Maybe if they slept a little bit longer, it might be the morning where they're trying to catch up because they're a little bit more hungry. Um, But you might notice that your baby eats every two to three hours or every hour and a half to three hours all throughout the day. And then you hit this point of the day where they're just like, want to eat, eat, eat. They just want to be on the breast. They just want to eat. Um, they're fussy if they're not latched on. That is what we call cluster feeding. And that is a really normal thing for babies. And they are, you know, they're eating. They might do that if they're going through a growth spurt too. They'll eat a lot more, a lot more frequently, a lot more often during spans of time. Um, it is very normal and natural for your baby to do this. A lot of it is overstimulation too. If they've been overstimulated, if you know they've done a lot that day, maybe you've had doctor's appointments or lots of company, then they're going to be a little bit more overstimulated. You might see them cluster feeding a little bit more. And that is because their little nervous system is just immature. So they get very overstimulated very easily and nursing helps to calm them. It helps to regulate them and it helps to soothe them. It's self-soothing. Nursing is self-soothing for them. So that is one of the things that you will see them do is that cluster feeding. As they get a little bit bigger and they're able to manage those things on their own, you're not going to see this as much. But this is usually a time where people question their milk supply when the baby is feeding a lot, when they're doing that cluster feeding, that is when people go, I must not be making enough milk. Or maybe somebody says to you, are you sure you're making enough milk? Cause your baby just ate an hour ago. <laughs> yes. You're making enough milk. It is very uncommon for somebody to not make enough milk. You are making enough milk. Your baby just wants to eat more frequently during that time period. That's all. That's, that's all there is to it. I was doing this class the other day and, um, the mom was like one of the, you know, pregnant people was like, I eat every hour myself. She goes, it's just more comfortable for me. So I don't, I mean, she doesn't eat every hour, but she's like, I don't eat like three meals a day. Yeah. I don't eat three big meals a day. She goes, that's not comfortable for me. I just am not like that. So I will eat smaller frequent feeds. And I'm like, so why would you think that your baby wouldn't do that? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's more comfortable for people to do that so and babies it's that's more comfortable for them 
So you're going to see that cluster feeding and it is really normal and it is okay. And it's not, has, does nothing to do with your milk supply. In fact, it's good for your milk supply. There's more stimulation of the baby nursing is going to be better for your milk supply. So totally normal, totally normal newborn stuff. So how often do we feed our baby? We feed the babies, like I said, every hour and a half to three hours overnight, whatever the baby wants to do, but at least probably, I mean, as a newborn pediatricians usually like to make sure you're feeding your baby like every three hours, at least overnight too. Um, so that's a conversation to have with your pediatrician. If you feel like you want to go a little bit longer overnight or your baby wants to go longer overnight, if they'll do that, then talk to your pediatrician about it. But most babies will do a three hour stretch overnight too. Um, three to four and then go maybe one three or four hour stretch and then go right back into that every two hours again. So you're, you are feeding your baby on demand, meaning whenever they're showing you cues, but that will probably be around every one and a half to three hours. You're looking at eight to 12 times in a 24 hour period. You know, if you want to look at the big picture, if you're a bigger picture kind of person, you're looking at, and that's probably going to be more, not, not as much the eight times, but more like the 12 times for a newborn, at least, if not more. Hmm. So how long will feeds last? Do you remember how long your baby's fed for? No, because I just, they were just on. Like, I just kind of kept them on. So like they would eat and then they would just kind of doze off and then like eat again a little later. I don't know. I never really paid attention because I was just, they were just always there. Yeah. They were always there. This is a question that I get a lot. People are like, how long do, how long is a baby going to feed for? And I don't know if this comes just from like those apps that people are like, you know, because they're timing it. So they want to know, or if it comes from somebody, people telling them or the internet telling them your baby should feed 10 minutes on each side. Don't worry about the time. Don't worry about it. You know, try to really not worry. You know, don't time your baby and say, okay, the baby's been here for 10 minutes. I need to take them off and move them. Don't do that. That is not good for your milk supply. That will, you know, that will tell your body that you're cutting off at a certain time. We don't want to do that. We want to follow what the baby is doing. However, if you need a little bit of guidelines, because there are some people that are very, you know, need that yes. structure of time. And I understand that. Um, what I usually tell people is in the hospital, babies feed a little bit longer. You might find that your baby in the hospital is feeding for 30, 45 minutes. They're not necessarily feeding that whole time, but well, that that's kind of what you're expecting to see. I mean, that's what I was going to say is like, if you're going to actually time the amount of time that your baby is eating, then you need to really understand the difference between eating and what they call non-nutritive suckling, Mm -hmm. you know, because they could just stay there. They're not, breastfeeding is so much more than food. They're not just eating that whole time. Right. They're dozing off. Sometimes they're swallowing. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just hanging out. Sometimes they're lightly suckling for comfort but not drinking if there's like all kinds of i don't know how people time this i know unless you're like staring at them managing and and measuring their because you can it's very easy to learn the different suckles i mean and and i and i 
do remember learning that and being able to look at my baby and say like, okay, he's eating or he's not eating right now. But like, then you're just like measuring that on and off. I know it's really <sighs> hard to do. And oh, it's hard to measure because and not really necessary. Kind of like, it's not. No, it's really not. But in the hospital, your baby is like figuring out how to suck, swallow and breathe. They're figuring out that coordination. They're using these brand new muscles that are very tiring. They're, you know, it, there's a lot going on with your baby. So to say, okay, how long are they going to be here? That's a kind of a loaded question because they're there they're figuring these things out and they're not feeding the entire time they're learning how to feed as they get bigger and more coordinated not bigger like you know but as they're going through the days and they're getting more coordinated they're starting to get a little bit more efficient they're starting to figure things out those feeds don't last as long when they're the actual feed time but like abby said they are spending time just doing that non-nutritive sucking because that is healthy for them. And I know some people say that they don't like that. Or I actually have a lot of people that say, is it okay if the baby's just there? Like, yeah, that's totally fine. Because somehow our society has labeled it as your baby's not eating, they don't need to be at the breast. Right. And that's not true. They, they do need to be there. Yeah. Because it's not just about the food. It is not just about the food. So that is really important. So try not to worry so much about time. Um, I mean, it is important to understand the difference between the sucks. And if you're unsure, like that is something that a lactation consultant can also help you with. But try not to worry about timing them because that's, that's not what we're looking for here. You know, it's, it's really, it's not as important at all as it is for your baby to have that time at the breast with you. So. That is kind of like the beginning of breastfeeding 101. There's a lot of stuff that we haven't talked about, so maybe we'll have to do a part two. We can do breastfeeding 102, 102. or 201. Yeah. What do they do? I don't know. How do they how do they do that? Yeah, because the the other stuff that I wanted to talk about that we don't have time for today would be like feeding cues and colostrum and um engorgement and how to know your baby's getting enough and what to expect with weight loss and weight gain so we might have to i'll just put that right on the calendar put that on the calendar right now yeah and we'll have we'll talk about all those things so stay tuned thanks for listening thank you bye, bye.